thank you for joining us on this latest episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Emily Wright, Head of Content at EG, and today I am joined by the one and only Sophie Moffat, Head of Research at Clutton's. How are you, Sophie? I'm very well, thank you. It's nice to chat to you again. And to you, when was the last time we when was the last time we had a chat, actually? I'm trying to think. I feel that it was last year when we were in the depths of lockdown I remember talking to you on a podcast I think from my bedroom at the time yes I I was definitely recording and writing and working from my bedroom as well um so yeah gosh it feels it feels like yesterday and at the same time a very very long time ago that we were in the depths of all of that and how's how's it been for you since then well, I, I, like everyone, I feel that we're kind of starting to emerge now, aren't we? Kind of tentatively going back to work, getting back on the tube. And I think some people are starting to feel a little bit of nostalgia for um, for lockdown, actually, when you could kind of get a Boris bike anytime you wanted and, and not have anyone even sitting next to you on the on the train. And I think that kind of this nostalgia means it's becoming something that's in the past, hopefully. So that's good. Yeah. I know what you mean, actually. Yeah, it does feel like there's been a shift, a shift in gear um, towards things, seeing it as a very present thing in our lives, even though it is it is still very much, much going on, but on a much, much lesser scale. So therefore, it, it is starting to feel like a past event. Yeah. Um, and we are talking today about looking very much to the future. Um, and, you know, throughout the pandemic, we, we talked a lot about connectivity and the power of connectivity and how important it was and how it was um, fast tracked, really, in many ways. And now is not the time for resting on laurels. And I know that you have a lot of thoughts on the importance of 5G and gigabit rollout in terms of levelling up investment, social and healthcare access, education, jobs, talent, all the key, all the key things there. Um, and it'd be really interesting just just as we, we kick off this podcast to get your thoughts on that a bit more widely. You know, we're past we're past the real crisis steps of the pandemic. People are starting to look ahead now, starting to look at what what might be next. So can you tell us a bit more about the importance of 5G and gigabit? Yeah, so I think so just during kind of um, the coronavirus pandemic, we've had the emergence of the levelling up white paper. We've had increased talk of the left behind. We've got an increased consciousness of the foundational economy. So there are things like healthcare, um, emergency services, um, deliveries that make you know society able able to function even when we're in kind of lockdown circumstances. And from, from surveying kind of our, our clients and IT decision makers at businesses and citizens, we can see that they have all increased their use of um, technology and the implementation of digital capabilities um, during and quite largely because of COVID. Um, and when we talk about levelling up and the foundational economy and uh, reducing emissions, widening access to jobs, I think we can quite clearly see that faster, more reliable internet and mobile connections um, are going to create the basis for improvement and enable social and economic advancement. So it's more important than ever. And when when you're talking about those advancements, I mean, I think 
for most people listening, actually for me listening as well, I have an idea in my head, I think, of just, you know, in general, why why that's important and how it's important. And I know that it is, you know, 5G, good internet connection, is going to be critical when it comes to, to all of this stuff and, you know, supporting some of those areas of the economy that you were talking about. But do you have any specific examples there to really help sort of focus people's attentions on what exactly you mean? Yeah, no, definitely. So, you know, first of all, I think, you know, good connectivity is going to help supercharge productivity. It will drive the COVID recovery, help level up regional and economic growth, um, cement flexible working and lay the foundation for all sorts of future innovations. And that's the kind of general universal points that everyone is aware of. Um, but, you know, a few kind of facts that are highlighted during research and insights work that we've undertaken are that um, better, faster, more reliable internet and mobile connectivity um, makes places more attractive as investment destinations. So companies are more likely to be attracted to localities with higher speed networks. Um, fast, reliable broadband has a positive impact on the creation of small businesses and, and firms located in postcodes with very high speed networks um, have greater productivity and, and, and profitability. And actually, our own survey of um, about 100 IT decision makers at medium and large corporations showed that, you know, 73% said that the adoption of more um, technology and digital capabilities since COVID um, has, has increased resilience to future economic shocks. 73% said it's increased the availability of flexible working arrangements, employee productivity, profitability and employee satisfaction. So there's a, a good example of addressing or getting the dual benefit from things like well being and productivity from your workforce as well as hiring from a from a, a wider talent pool because that's enabled by remote work which is supported by gigabit connections so it is supportive of businesses but it's also supportive of reducing um, climate warming so we've got the world economic forum saying digital technologies could reduce global climate emissions by about 15 15 percent and that's about about a third of the the reduction that's that's required you know globally to meet 2030 targets um you know autonomous vehicles can reduce pollution we can do things like monitor wind turbines to make sure they're they're, they're working efficiently and we can monitor energy use etc in homes and businesses to make sure people and uh, and places are working in an energy efficient way so there's a, a probably a, well, a wealth of examples some of them more real at the moment and some of them more future looking Thank you very much. A wealth of examples indeed, and just really useful to get that. I think that sometimes it's just helpful for people to have those examples at the forefront of their mind when we're discussing this so that they can sort of practically apply it to, to, to the world that they live in. Um, now, we, we've mentioned the levelling up white paper and um, connectivity was included, but I know you feel very much that nothing particularly new or detailed has been included. Um, could you could you talk to me a bit more about that, about why this is a concern, if indeed it is a concern and what next steps need to be taken to update that and push this agenda forward? Yeah, I think it's somewhat a concern because um, in the kind of 2019 um, election manifesto from, from the Johnson government, we had a pledge of um, 100 percent uh, gigabit. Um, connectivity to to all premises in the UK by 2025. Um, later in the kind of November 2020 spending review, um, we were told it would be 80% 
of premises or 85% of premises that would be covered by gigabit by 2025. And in the levelling up white paper, the most recent iteration of, of targets, we were told that we ha would have um, nationwide access to gigabit connectivity by 2030 and for the majority of the population to have access by to 5G by then. So that's, you know, added five years onto the gigabit target and a good three years onto the, the target for everyone to have um, coverage of 5G. So in a way, the levelling up paper, despite um, technologies and digital capabilities underpinning a lot of the social advancement that it, it outlines um, have have kind of watered down the targets a little bit. And I suppose that's where kind of our concern comes from. Um, in terms of what we can do to tackle that, I think within the property industry, you know, the mobile industry, the industry of um, operators and providers of digital connectivity, we really need to raise awareness about the the utilisation and the applications of the technologies that we need in the future that will be supported with only 5G and gigabit internet um, in place. But I think there are quite a lot of barriers that need to be tackled um, at the moment from, from awareness raising to components like planning and, and access to premises and access to the skills that we actually need to roll out um, digital connectivity and digital infrastructure across, across the whole UK. And that word barriers there is something that's going to make people sort of think, oh, um, I wonder whether there's more information on that. I know that you you were, you were talking about skills, you're talking about planning, but the one, and I think that most people are aware that there are issues around that. Please do feel free to add a bit more information on that um, if you'd like. But the, the one that I would particularly like to touch on is something that you're, you've already talked about a bit, which is raising awareness. Um, and how, how how can that be done? Because the, the, I think that for a very long time, you know, the industry itself needed to have its awareness raised. Um, and I think that's still the case for, for some. But there seems to be a step forward now. And, it, and it's more about responsibility from the industry taking that further and raising awareness elsewhere. Um, how do you see that progressing and what next steps do you think need to be taken there? Yeah, I think there are many things that can be done, but it will take a joint up effort from the private and public sector and it will require us to focus on kind of change makers and, and leaders when it comes to applications of, of digital technologies. So when we think um, about, about businesses kind of wanting to uptake digital technologies, there's really low awareness there amongst um, a small businesses, sole traders, and even about a quarter of them, IT decision makers at larger businesses haven't um, invested in gigabit and I think around 50 50% haven't invested or don't have any plans to invest in 5G. So a huge amount of raising awareness raising needs to be done in that aspect. And I think much of that will come from the industry. And we started off by talking about applicable case studies. So real ways in which um, having 5G and gigabit is going to help you not just now, but to support the technologies that you'll need to remain competitive in 10 years. And that's probably the job of the industry. So at the point of contact with businesses uh, and consumers, the industry should provide case studies to show them why improvements are important not just for their own business but in light of, of ESG and people wanting to make us and businesses wanting to make a social impact highlight why their investment into 5G and gigabit is important yes not just for their business but for the social and economic advancement um, of the country and that is something that yes has to be has to be done by by industry but at the same time we have um, organizations uh, local organizations and particularly local authorities who can make a real impact 
impact on raising awareness in local communities. So our research showed that um, local authorities with, with digital champions in place and, and good digital strategies were much more likely to um, have an, an effective relationship with infrastructure providers and operators. They were a lot more positive about rolling out 5G in their area and they, they were a lot more likely to say that they had the information they needed to promote the, the need for, for, for gigabit and 5G amongst businesses in, in the local area. But a very small amount, I believe it was less than half, um, said they actually had a digital champion or digital strategy in place. And that's something that's really missing and really informing a barrier, not only to awareness raising, but to sorting out the actual physical rollout of the infrastructure that's needed to support 5G and gigabit. Because if there's no one with a with a high level overview and, and anyone capable of having a relationship with people like the industry who are trying to roll out 5G and gigabit, then where does industry go? How do they roll it out without cooperation at a local at a local level? Um, so yeah, in terms of awareness raising, I think there's the responsibility from for businesses, from from the industry, um, and from also local authorities and councils, and perhaps some funding would be um, welcomed from from government to support that and also some national awareness raising campaigns. We started to see some adverts on TV from people like Apple and and um, uh, the mobile network providers about um, how uh, connectivity can save lives. For example, I think you've seen that advert from 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 Apple for their their smartwatch that shows someone being rescued from um, from a fall in a kind of rural remote area. I think that kind of thing can be quite compelling. So yeah, local and national awareness raising campaigns among public sector and and private sector and, and businesses like ours in the property industry too. Thank you very much. And we have this conversation around a lot of issues in real estate around um, you know, whether it's raising awareness around a certain topic or um, better understanding from industry of a certain topic. Um, and I've always sort of thought and said that with connectivity, it's it's such a personal thing in terms of it's so embedded and entrenched in all of our lives. And that example you gave, you know, of the advert with the Apple Watch saving someone from a rural location, you know, the fact that 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 this topic translates into that kind of example is really testament to that, I think. You know, it's all about, you know, who we are as people. And, you know, if you've got your Apple Watch on, then, you know, you, you could be in a in a better position in that very unfortunate event, for example. But do you think that that, that personal reliance on technology is, is translating well enough into the need for rolling it out on a much wider scale. Um, we've talked a bit about how real estate can be involved, how local authorities can get involved. Do you think it helps that people do have that personal connection to technology and connectivity? Yeah, I think it helps that people are um, have a personal connection to connectivity. And I think people are increasingly um, using and have in their homes, their family homes, multiple devices and have a greater need for better, faster, more reliable connectivity um, it, it compounded for some of the population when they found themselves working from home um, during lockdown. But I would say at the moment that that kind of personal consumer side demand um, for 5G and gigabit is not there quite yet because even though people complain of buffering issues and not spots, quite a number wouldn't upgrade their um, mobile or gigabit broadband because they feel that their connection suffices. So they're not aware probably of what 
they could have or what the future holds and what devices their connections will need to support in the future. So at the moment, they're fairly content with at a consumer level with the connections they have. Um, when when we surveyed consumers, around 27% of them um, believed that, you know, gigabit and 5G would be beneficial to them personally. You know, that's not going to create an overwhelming amount of demand for better connections um, to homes. I think at the moment what we need to rely on is bigger businesses who want to be efficient and internationally competitive to, to create demand and the social aspect, the idea that we can get everyone on board with making society better for all of us um, because it's easier to demonstrate the use of an application like 5G when we're talking about something like collective, like autonomous vehicles, um, which will improve your journey to work in the future, reduce pollution, increase efficiencies and stop accidents happening. But I agree with your point. It's very difficult to translate future looking um, ambitions like that into consumer demand, which is what's needed to fund rollout and kind of boost the investment case for um, for infrastructure providers to roll out faster, better connections. And that's a real risk because we want to be competitive globally. You know, I think we're, we're behind a few countries at the moment in terms of rollout. So France, Germ Germany and uh, two G7 examples that are ahead of the UK. And, and we want to get there. We want to be in the lead and we want to be ambitious. Um, but it is yeah, it's difficult to, to reconcile things that seem future looking and collective versus things that are personal to consumers that will actually motivate them to pay for, um, for, for, for 5G and gigabit broadband speeds. Thank you very much. It's a it's a, a great but sort of slight. I mean, yeah, a, a good answer, but but one that really does highlight the the kind of the issue that 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 we have. And in terms of hitting targets, so it's looking. So am I right in saying looking unlikely to hit hit targets according to the government white paper? Um, and risk falling further behind. Now, I'm interested. Do you see that as becoming something which which might spark? A bit of urgency and action or do you fear that it could be sort of a bit of a snowball effect that once you get a bit behind it kind of then gets a little bit overwhelming and then it gets even more behind and I know we talk, you were talking earlier about you know wanting to us to be in a position where we're kind of leading on this um which way do you think it's more likely to go a bit of bit of much needed urgency or could it sort of become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah, well, there, there have been a number of industry bodies like Speed Up Britain, who who represent um, providers and operators, and Mobile UK, who present the big kind of mobile um, um, providers, putting pressure on for a while to get rid of some of the barriers. But as much as they've been putting pressure on and we've been doing research and presentations to highlight the need for connectivity. We, we mentioned in the beginning that the kind of levelling up paper seems to water down previous targets. So. I don't want to be negative, I want to be positive, but increased pressure hasn't in hasn't yet increased the feeling of a requirement for pace of rollout from government. And when you talk to local authorities, they're actually um, more concerned. And I don't think this is an incorrect way of going about things, but they're more concerned about people who are, are in vulnerable groups and have very slow 
connections, getting them connected at reasonable speeds rather than getting, you know, super fast speeds for people who already have what they see as sufficient connections. So although I'm, I'm, I'm positive on the business side, I think businesses will be leaders. Large businesses will push forward because they it's in their interest to be internationally competitive and increase efficiencies, um, staff, staff attraction, staff satisfaction, productivity, etc. Um, but I don't think the public sector is going to start getting faster with this anytime soon, just given track history. But I'd be extremely pleasantly surprised and, and supportive if there was an increase in, in pace. But that's not to say, you know, the, the, the government isn't acting. You know, we've, we have made great progress on, on connectivity so far. You know, 66% of premises have got gigabit connections available and um, 5G is available, you know, outside, you know, almost 60, 60 60% of homes. So we haven't done nothing. We're making progress, but we're not um, one of the economies in the world which is advancing things at a huge pace. If you wanted to put a positive spin on that, you'd say perhaps that's because we're trying to even out connectivity now because we've got good connectivity. We're trying to bring people with worse connectivity up to scratch, and that might slow the overall pace of super, super fast and, and gigabit rollout, but it will even um, access out across society more broadly. I like the positive spin on that. Um, and at what point then do you think, we might, I'm sorry, asking you to look into a crystal ball perhaps, but at what point then, going by that argument, do you think we might be in a position where, you know, everybody has been brought up to the same level and then the focus can really begin on, on pushing forward? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that is quite a difficult question because at the moment there are quite a few challenges which could um, soften the pace of rollout. So, for example, it's not exactly... Um, economically a compelling business case for infrastructure providers to roll out what is very expensive infrastructure in very rural areas like the highlands etc and that's going to take quite a lot of public funding um, and at the moment we do have some public funding into connectivity you know the public the, the government is supporting for example the shared rural network so it's adding additional funding to funding to what um, mobile operators are supplying to be able to and making some changes to be able to, to roll out connectivity in rural areas. Um, it, it, I won't answer that question because I don't think I can give a credible answer. I think it would take quite a lot of um, technical and scientific you know, estimations and more knowledge probably than I've got. But I can say that it will depend on the level of public funding for rural and left behind areas. It will depend on some kind of charitable acts to help people who are in vulnerable groups or who are unwilling or unable to pay more for, for gigabit. And it will depend again on some charitable uh, aspects or innovative technologies coming from from the industry to connect the hardest to reach areas. Thank you. Yeah, that was a really unfair question. I think you, <laughs> I think, I think you handled that absolutely expertly. And uh, yes, I would have been as you you were talking about me earlier, being pleasantly surprised if if you know things moved a, a sort of bit quickly on a bit more quickly than expected on one front. And I would have been very pleasantly surprised if you had been able to put a time frame on it. So <laughs> yeah. I do understand. Um, so just a couple more, a couple more points. Um, uh, we, you, you, we've talked about solutions for speeding, speeding things up and getting things on track um, and some really interesting points that you made earlier in our in our conversation around working on a manifesto of practical recommendations at the moment, local authority empowerment, funding, digital champions and strategy across the UK. How important is, is all that stuff? I mean, I think that the, the digital champions and the strategy is something I'm particularly interested in um, because you're right. I mean, 
working in the sector and reporting on the sector that that is something that I that I personally don't come across all that much and I'd, I'd have expected by now anyway to, to be seeing a lot more of that going on. Yeah I think um, digital strategies amongst local authorities and I don't mean their IT strategies I mean them auditing assets to find sites that are available to lay infrastructure um, I mean them having in place favourable planning policies um, that will allow infrastructure providers to go into local areas and easily more or more easily be able to lay infrastructure that kind of that kind of strategy is hugely important but we've spoken to a number of local authorities and a number of industry clients and we seem you know very very far away from from that point for for some for some local authorities I, most of them say they have other funding priorities which i think is fair because when you're trying to tackle things um like the, the cost of living crisis uh, things around making disabled people feel more included in society is is true that probably gigabit rollout could fall down your priority list a little and and if there isn't kind of the funding in place for a specific digital to a champion it's not likely to be a huge priority for you but there does need to be that funding and I when we talk to these local authorities across the UK those with digital champions that role is able to form a conduit between industry and the local authority it's able to bring together fragmented um, parts of the local council who are otherwise hard, hard to deal with and it's able to be a point of, of liaising for, for the local community. It just seems from all the research that we've done and from the research that organisations like um, Gigatag and um, the Confederation for British Industry have done and Mobile UK who we've worked with on some of our research and, and outputs for all of us agree that funding digital champion for local authorities is essential. Um, and in the report that we've just done connecting the UK there is a figure on how many um, uh, local authorities currently have digital champions in place I think it's about 30 30 percent have a digital champion in place so that leaves 60 percent of local authorities um, across the UK without a representative capable of holding up the the kind of values and and role that we we said was required and we had kind of 15 percent of local authorities that's very small believing that they had the funding in place that they needed to prioritise digital connectivity. So uh, there's a long way to go with that. But I think digital champions are something that we could campaign for. I think that local communities could campaign for them. And I think that government could look to, to fund them as possibly part of the levelling up agenda. Thank you very much. And now if you were going to leave our listeners with one key message, key point um, as we conclude our discussion, what would that be? And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I do know that, you know, the role of real estate is something that is incredibly important when it comes to pushing forward on this agenda. Um, you don't have to go with that. Um, but if you wanted to touch on that and then the message at the end happens to be different, then then do feel free to make to make two points. Yes, well, well I, I agree, you know, we, many conferences and many influencers that I hear from in the real estate industry talk about um, technology and, and its and digital capabilities and it's limited to buildings and particularly office buildings. Having super digital connectivity in buildings won't happen for all businesses and everyone if we don't have the physical infrastructure in place to allow for it in the local area. And I'm not talking about anything glamorous, but I'm talking about macro towers, small cell, fiber cable, data centers. And we have to remember that that's part of real estate. And at Clutton's, we work with providers to develop strategies to roll that out, to manage it, to optimize it, to acquire sites, to negotiate with landowners, et cetera. And, and that's where the industry can 
play a proud role in helping to roll out um, a gigabit and 5G. And I think another kind of proud role that we could play is by bringing all the various audiences that we have almost at our disposal, our client audiences, together to talk to each other, which is what we've been trying to do at Clutton. So we've brought um, landlords from the estates, from um, businesses in London and in Manchester, together with providers um, and together with local authorities to get them talking to try and really find out what we can do to smooth the way for rollout. And there are a number of government pilots trying to do the same, but I'd say don't just look at the top level the, the cherry on the cake, the glamorous side of um, technology, you know, when you look at the best in class buildings across key centres in the world, look at the social impact and remember that it's that, 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 those macro towers and that cabling and the, the job associated with rolling those out is really important and something that we can improve and, and implement um, as real estate professionals. Well, I always like to end a podcast on a positive and that sounded pretty positive to me. Very forward looking and a, a statement and comment full of opportunity. Um, Sophie, thank you so much for joining me today.